of Penn Weekly. We're here on January 13th on a Monday, and right now we have Sun Penn on the line. Sun, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, and what a weekend of football. Did you catch any games this Sunday and Saturday? I might Yeah, I might have caught a few minutes. Nice, uh, nice. Uh, well, let's, well, let's get to it. <laughs> Let's All right. down these games. Um, let's go ahead and start off on the early Saturday game. The Seahawks versus the New Orleans Saints. And the Seahawks defense prevailed and pretty much dominated the entire game. Son, what, any takeaways from that game? Um, no, not really. I think it was really bad weather. And when it's really bad weather, it's hard to play an ideal game. You've got a lot of factors going on. With the you know with the weather and uh, you know your passing attack has to be altered a little bit so you know it's hard to get a feel of how the teams are doing in a game like that but you know I mean a lot's been said about how Seattle has their offense wasn't really that great and you know, I still think it was okay I think it'll be good enough to win a Super Bowl um, but other than that I, you know another thing about that game is. Marcus Colson, why did he throw that ball all the way down there instead of, like, just going out of bounds and having another shot at a Hail Mary or something? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, it, that's just a strange thing to do. Yeah, that's why he doesn't play quarterback. Uh, yeah, that's a good reason uh, why he doesn't play quarterback. But what, what, do you, what did you think of that game? I thought the Seahawks played their game. They played well. They knew they had the home field advantage. They knew that they had the ultimate defense. They relied on Marshawn Lynch, a beast mode, to uh, run over the Saints, and he did. And particularly the Seahawks offense didn't look sharp. Russell Wilson missed some slants, some passes, and Percy Harvin looked good when he was in there, but, uh, he was at, <laughs> you know, anytime you have two plays where your mouthpiece flies out of your face, yeah, I don't know if you're coming back the next week. So, uh, they're not as dynamic throwing the ball, but as long as they have home field advantage and a good running game, they're able to go to the Super Bowl. I think the Saints didn't play particularly well. They didn't play awful either. They just weren't at the intensity of the Seahawks. And and uh, it felt about right. I was, you know, it felt like uh, that was supposed to happen, and that happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's uh, – I guess why you play the game. <laughs> I, I don't know, but uh, I do, I do, uh, I do like Marshawn Lynch's nickname, Beast Mode. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's probably the best nickname out in the whole playoffs right now. Captain America? <laughs> no, gosh. Yeah, I don't think they call him that. Uh, I saw, I saw a tweet saying that Captain America is greater, like a greater than sign. <laughs> super, super cam. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Um, Twitter can be corny sometimes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, um, one person, uh, Marshawn Lynch's nickname is for sure better than is uh, Dante Whitner's nickname, Dante Hitner. <laughs> oh, what? I mean, uh... <laughs> you know, you don't hear any announcers saying that. They <laughs> Anytime it sounds, it sounds too much like Hitler. And I don't know if Dante Whitner knows that. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. I don't think he's aware. 
<laughs> but it's been, it's been a few weeks since he's made that reference, so <laughs> he, might be, okay. he might be he might be done with that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. All right. Um, well, there's that. Let's go ahead and recap the next game. Yeah, the uh, Colts bowing down to the uh, the New England Patriots, who everyone says that they reinvented their offense to run the ball, uh, which is only two games. <laughs> they didn't change very much other than they just called more running plays. But either way, any takeaways <laughs> from that game? Uh, you know, if you remember from last podcast, I, I did think the Colts – I don't remember if they would win or not. I, I, if I did, then I, I was wrong. But I, I did think it was going to be a lot closer than, what was it, 21 points. But, yeah. you know, the game went pretty much the way people said it was going to go. Uh, Belichick can take one thing away, and he's not going to let you beat you in that way. And <laughs> he, took away, he took away T.Y. Hilton. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. Andrew Luck looked like uh, – I don't know. Young Peyton Manning and stuff. I don't know what the comparison is. He didn't look very good. And uh he threw a lot of picks, took a lot of but he had to take a lot of chances, so all around I think, you know, it was a game that where the Colts just they picked the better team and and when you give up four touchdowns to the Garrett Blount, I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough to tough to win and Tough to beat a team where you can't stop Lavera Blount. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a it was a great game uh, to watch for a Patriots fan. Uh, you know, Lavera Blount. Uh, you know, I did not expect him to do anything at the beginning of the year, and it turns out, you know, he's uh, he's thirsting thirsting for some hurting. And the Colts they just uh, tear down all their bad habits from last weekend. Uh, the difference was that this week they didn't play the Chiefs. Uh, the Patriots did not turn all over the ball. They were able to get a bunch of turnovers from Andrew Luck. Uh, Trent Richardson looked terrible again. And the Patriots, uh, they came through. And it, it didn't really uh, feel like a blowout. It felt pretty close. At one point, the, the Colts were only down, I think, six points in the fourth quarter. And then yeah, the Patriots just tacked on a bunch of touchdowns at the end of the game. So the Colts were sort of in it, but it looked like uh, the Patriots uh, find a way to win, no matter <laughs> using using any means necessary. Uh, you know, every year it's, it's just some no-name guy making big plays, and hopefully it continues. But yeah, this running game. Um, you know, who knows if it carries on next week? You know, there's a lot of talk right now about. Uh, uh, you know, this is new Patriots. You know, this is a Tom Brady game manager, Patriot time. And, you know, I think I think uh, that, that sounds good, you know. But let's go ahead and uh, move on. Let's go ahead and talk about the early game on Sunday. The Carolina Panthers bow down to the San Francisco 49ers in a rock and sock and football game. Any takeaways? Biggest takeaway. Why was Troy Aikman so mad about Antoine Bolden? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, there's got to be five million people who said, oh, the guy who started all that stuff, Michael Irvin, was his teammate. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, you know, Frederick, I'm not quite sure. I mean, I never heard him say anything when Urban was playing. Also, Urban, if you did the stuff Urban did <laughs> in today's league, oh, he would get six flags a game. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you know. Back then, they, they said, you know, they could trash talk all day long and, uh, I just remember Michael Irvin just stretching his arms out every time he caught the ball and just taunting players and pointing at him. He was using the ball and, and doing windmills with his arms and <laughs> just <laughs> spinning him around. And then uh, he would use it as a sword. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, Troy Aikman, he's like, I'm just tired of seeing this. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, oh, well, you know, Michael Irvin really started him. Before him, nobody did that stuff. I don't, at least I can't remember, not to that degree. So, I mean, he has Michael Irvin to thank, I think, for that. <laughs> yeah. You know, he just probably doesn't remember it from a lot of the hits he took, maybe. He's <laughs> just a uh, part of the memory loss. Oh, low blow. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, biggest key to that game, other than Strykman, so. Observations about Antoine Bolden, uh, or complaints. How Panthers couldn't score inside the three on seven plays. I mean, not once did they, did they do a play action? I think they did one pass they play. Did. I think and they did. They did a Cam Newton scramble for two yards. Right. Um, other than that, a lot of straight ahead runs against the team where their, their strength is in the inside. And then the, on the front lines, but you know, I would have tried to go to get on the edges. I mean, the 49ers running uh, linebackers are all pros, but they're they're better on run defense than they are in pass defense. So I don't know, questionable play calling. But I mean, did you think that they should have went for it on the second fourth down instead of kicking the field goal? I when I was watching the game, I said just kick the field goal. Uh, because you need these points right now. Um, you know, they only held the 49ers at that point to six points, and those points came off turnovers. I figured the Carolina defense would have held up uh, since they played well up to that point. Um, uh, you know, and then they end up giving, a, you know, four straight touchdowns, I think, uh, two straight touchdowns after that. So, um, you know, at that point, I say you kick the field goal, you get the ball back first. Uh, the half is almost over, so. I would have kicked it, but, you know, at this point, you know, in hindsight, yeah, the right cause to go for it. But they had their chances. You know, they have Cam Newton. I don't know why they don't set up in the uh, power wishbone like Tim Tebow would. You know, and, you know I'm sure this guy could uh, just ram it in there. But, uh, you know, that's not, I don't think that's how they lost the game. I think they lost the game because they just were more interested in uh, punishing the 49ers physically instead of actually playing football. And, you know, they're were, they were the young team. They wanted to prove that they could hang with them and be as physical as the Niners. And, you know, they, you know, they, came, they came for a fight. You know, they might have won the championship belt, but they lost the football game. Yeah, that's a good one. They were really too hyped. Uh, I do think some of the penalties called on them were, in the beginning, were kind of, I don't know, what's a week, maybe. But, you know, okay, one penalty, 
yeah, kind of weak. Two penalties, okay. Three, or four, or five, it's like, okay, you got to stop. You're just hurting your team <laughs> after that, you know. It's just, you got to learn, you know, and that's why the 49ers won. You got the veterans know how to get away with this stuff, you know. Anton Bolden going nuts every play. Was I afraid of him getting a flag every single play? Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately, nothing happened, you know, uh, like him drop kicking somebody or something. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, it was, it was a fun game to watch as a fan. I didn't think the 49ers would win that easily, but I guess, you know, the defense held up and, you know, they, they got the scores when they needed them. Yeah, they, you know, at the 49ers played a really composed game. They knew where the line was. They knew that they could talk trash in a general direction, but they just can't point or headbutt. <laughs> but, you know, they knew where the line was. Uh, the only person who actually got a personal penalty, personal foul penalty, was actually the coach, Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> doing a pair of wets at the 20 yard line. <laughs> well, different play. <laughs> different play, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. There's uh, also a picture I saw that Jim Harbaugh was actually on the field on Vernon Davis's touchdown, about maybe yeah, six yards, seven yards in. <laughs> yeah, this guy was really into it at the end. So, <laughs> you know, um, you know, I like the passion. The Niner defense played really well after that. Uh, the Panther flurry at the beginning. You know, the Panthers just couldn't play from behind. They uh, once they lost E. Smith, they couldn't throw the ball, and you know, running the ball. You know, just wasn't working. You know, with their all pro Bowman, Abraham, and uh, Willis. These guys are just monsters. Just you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't think they even need to wear pads. These guys. Abraham Ahmad Brooks. He sounds like a wrestler. Uh, <laughs> I look at him and Ahmad Johnson confused, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, Ahmad John, uh, Brooks. That's his name. Um, they have Aldon Smith, who is a pro bowler, you know, and they have basically four guys that are all pro bowlers in the, that are linebackers. I don't remember the last time that's happened. Oh, uh, yeah. And then you got Justin Smith and Whitner. And these guys are all pros. Tough defense. I mean, they, they do give a big pass play, so, um, they're, they're, but the running against them is tough. What, okay, so I have a question. As, as, an, as a non 49er fan, what do you think of uh, Jim Harbaugh's antics? I mean, I like him because I, I like, I like Harbaugh. But a lot of people seem annoyed by it. Uh, you know, for me, I'm a I'm a sports liberal. I like I like antics. I like animated emotion. You know, doing all that stuff makes the game more interesting. It shows personality. Uh, you know, you, you don't want everybody to be Bill Belichick. You know, see, and everybody gets annoyed at him too. So, yeah, it depends I mean, on where you get that spectrum. I guess sports is one of those things where if he's not part of your team, nobody's happy about him. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, a Panther fan is not happy with this guy doing a parallel at the twenty yard line. No way. Yeah, no way. No way. So I'm also the little Packer fans probably hate Jim Harbaugh and Kaepernick. Tired of seeing these guys. Oh yeah. You know, anytime you uh you know, one thing you know the Forty Nineers are gonna do, they're gonna mock somebody's touchdown back when they score. <laughs> yeah, somebody's gonna do that. Somebody did a championship belt last week, didn't they? Yeah, I, I can't remember. I don't remember. But yeah, I think that was a pretty. I don't know. I'm a Fortnite fan. I thought it was pretty funny that Kaepernick he he uh he did the super antic, but then he 
pretending to button up his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, these guys are good actors. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Like, you know, if you have to touchdown dance 100% of the time in, in a big game, it'll be mocked. doesn't matter. Your signature dance will be mocked. It's like uh, wrestling. Yeah, uh, you know, people in the first game this year, Panthers mocked Kaepernick's uh, touchdown dance. So, you know, all is fair, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, there should be no rules. It shouldn't be like baseball where there's unwritten rules. Uh, you know, you should be able to do all these fun things. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like the mock talk touchdown dances. It's it's too fun. Uh, you know, it is like wrestling. You know, it is like wrestling. <laughs> it is like wrestling. I didn't think about that. Oh, they steal these stuff. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the biggest sweetener of the game. I wish Rick Flair was in the in the booth, uh, in the Niners suite, but the owner Jed York, and just wearing Niners gear the entire game. And uh, I wish he was there doing that just to troll all the Panthers fans there. And if the Panthers won, I wish he would, uh, you know, do a big turn and hit Jed York with a chair, and then reveal a Panthers jersey, and just the crowd would go wild. But, um, <laughs> I think I would, I, uh, I, even though I would be sad for Daniel Zoss, I would love to see that. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great, Yeah, But, um, it, you know, uh, if the Niners won, he should, uh, and he did that, he should just constantly troll up the, uh, the Panthers fans, and he would have been the ultimate bad guy. So it was a win-win for Rick Fair if he went to the game and uh, sat with the Niners. So, yeah, it's too bad that didn't happen. Uh, hopefully, he'll <laughs> come back you know, to the, the game. I think for Fort. I hope a 49er for the touchdown and does a Ric Flair dance. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <well. laughs> or uh, even, yeah, a, well. a, even a guy on a sack. I mean, most likely person to do it for me is Michael Crabtree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you do that strut like a chicken. <laughs> that would be good. The strut, the strut like the chicken and <laughs> yell about a guy. Woo! <laughs> You know, uh, it would have been best if uh, you know, he had a figure four. <laughs> you know, uh, that would get a penalty, though, if they did two players doing a figure four. That's right. Or maybe he, uh, Crabtree grabs Frank Gore, sends him into the goalpost, you know. You didn't think hard enough about this. Then, you know, Frank Gore gets on his knees. Begging <laughs> <laughs> for him not, not to go after him. When he stops, he pokes him in the eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Niners just did not think about this enough. They, they really should have put some thought into their celebrations this week. Yeah, they really need it. I mean, okay, one, NFL, you got to get rid of the no more, no more than two people dancing together. That stinks. That's a stinky rule. Yeah. Yeah, that stinks, you know. We need, we need choreographed celebrations. The NFL to be more like wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The XFL got it right, other than talent level. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I like the dance. I like the dancing. I like the touchdown subversions. Why don't people like them? It hurts their feelings. These are grown men yeah. playing the most violent sport. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like fans, fans get you know real hurt feelings. They're like, oh, I can't believe he's celebrating on me. I feel bad about this. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> These guys are trying to murder each other. 
Most violent sport in America, and people are sad that people are doing touchdown celebrations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, you know, they pretend like it's a gentleman's game. Uh, this is not a gentleman's game. If uh, you see Patrick Willis, this guy is look at the name. <laughs> yeah, Patrick Willis is not trying to be friendly. He'll he power bomb you if he could. Uh, yeah. yeah, they they are out there to main people, which. Uh, makes them a really effective defense. They are, you know, they're great. And, um, yeah, well, let's go ahead and move on to the, uh, the nightcap. The Chargers versus the Broncos. The Broncos easily handled the pack, uh, the Chargers, uh, except, except for a late scare at the end of the game, where I was really hoping it'd go into overtime and, uh, you know, we'd have another <laughs> colossal Peyton Manning collapse, uh, to add to the legacy. That would have been really great. Uh, it came to within a third of 17 to doing that. But uh, any takeaways from this game? No, kind of a, I'll be honest, kind of a boring game. Uh, I can't believe that we came out of a third and 17 and Peyton Manning converted it. Also, I, I mean, I'm also not surprised he converted it. I mean, he, he's really that good. But, man, that game was a lot closer than it really could have been at the end there if uh, Peyton Manning could have made completion. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's not much to take away. The Broncos are good. The Chargers are too ha- – we're just happy to be there. And too many people were talking about the Chargers and how great they were. And they were playing for an upset. And, uh, you know, that was enough. That was enough to take them out of the game. And, you know, oh. we just had Peyton Manning, who's just um, the greatest uh, uh, quarterback of all time, uh, unless you ask anybody who lives in San Francisco, New England, uh, or Wisconsin. Denver, maybe. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe. I would. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Dan Marino, uh, maybe. Oh, uh, no, no. Okay, well, okay, anyway. Terry Bradshaw? Okay. Oh, um, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. I, another thing about this game was uh, the size of West Walker's helmet. I'm not going to make fun of it. I mean, it's a it's a league where, like, a lot of people are making fun of how big his helmet was. This is a very same league where people complain about people getting concussions. Uh, so I don't know what people are trying to say here. <laughs> I think I think they just want to, you know, it looks funny. It, you know, he looked really funny. That was the first thing I noticed. And I was like, oh, good for him, you know. This guy who's had eight concussions in the past three years, uh, you know, this guy running over the middle. People are literally trying to, you know, make him. <laughs> bleed blood, uh, breathe blood. He coughed blood, so which has happened to him a lot of times. So, um, yeah, good for him with for trying to protect himself. Um, you know, he still can't make a back shoulder catch. Um, still bitter. Uh, <laughs> do, do you root for Welker on the on the Broncos? Uh, you know, I hope for him to do well. But in this game, I was really rooting for the Chargers. You know, I want the Patriots to play. The Chargers at home, um, and as soon as I knew that was going to happen, I was really hoping the Chargers would be really physical and just really try to pound these Broncos and uh, you know hopefully take some guys out of the game and and uh, wear them out so that they want to play next week. You know, kind of how uh, you know the, the Seahawks do things. You know, most teams lose after they play against the Seahawks, and um, no, they they did not do that. Um, 
there was just one major injury. Uh, Harris Jr. got hurt. But other than that, you know, the only people the Chargers took out were their own guys. Uh, they got a bunch of guys going down at the end of the game on their own, uh, you know, friendly fire hits. So it looks like the Broncos will be going next week relatively healthy. And one big takeaway I noticed was Peyton Manning's jersey was in pristine condition, not a spot. I don't think they even touched him. Peyton Manning does not like to be touched. Yeah, this guy. Yeah, I mean, this guy did not even hit the ground once. Um, his jersey looked like a looked like he was playing backup quarterback all day. So let's go ahead and uh, take a look at the championship game. Let's go ahead and talk about Patriots at Broncos. Um, I think the line when it started off was at seven, and then uh, then everybody wisely said, you know, I don't think people are going to bet on Denver if they uh, are going to win by seven. Not very many people think that. What do you think is going to happen? Oh, and this, I think that the Patriots will win this game. I think – the Patriots have Peyton Manning's number uh, historically. Belichick and Brady done really well against Coach Peyton, quarterback Peyton. And uh, I mean, they don't. The, the Broncos don't really have the defense. They lost Bob Miller. They lost Chris Harris Jr. Who, which means Quentin Jammer, Jammer has to come in. And you know, as soon as Quentin Jammer came in the game, they gave up a bunch of points and yards to Keenan Allen, so a rookie wide receiver, but. Uh, I don't think the, I don't I just don't think the Broncos have the defense to, to play against the, the Patriots and their power rushing attack. <laughs> uh, oh wow, you are picking the Patriots in the underdog game. Uh the line has stabilized at five. I just looked that up. Um, you know, it's gonna be a really close game, I think. Uh the weather is gonna be advantageous for Pink Manning. It's gonna be in the forties. The sun's gonna be shining, it's partly cloudy. So, you know, you're not going to worry, have to worry about the wind, the snow. You know, Manning lucked out with the, um, the nice weather. So he had that going for him. Uh, the Patriots, on the other hand, they have the fact that Brady has never lost a playoff game if he's an underdog of more than five. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's motivated, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, from a team standpoint, you know, they're very evenly matched. I think the Patriots have a slight edge with talent on the defensive side of the ball. But the Broncos do have a Peyton Manning, and he looks laser-focused. After hearing two weeks of people talk about how he's a one-and-done playoff performer and has an under-500 record during the playoffs and is the 15th best quarterback in the playoffs when you go by record-wise up there with uh, Dan Marino. Um, <laughs> you know, hearing all this crazy stuff like, you know, he's he's just a bad playoff quarterback is, I think, has really motivated him. And, you know, after having the most prolific passing seasons, he not only wants to destroy people in the playoffs, he wants to destroy everybody in the uh, world of advertising and marketing, uh, he wants every single endorsement. Uh, that, this week was Bud Light. You know, what's next? Uh, you know, uh, 
co-sponsorship uh, with P. Diddy and Ciroc. This guy wants it all. Oh, uh, yeah, well, obviously he's not going to run for the Omaha Stakes, but... Um, <laughs> so when you brought up uh, Tom Brady's record where he's never lost as a five-point underdog, uh, did you also forget to add that uh, a five-point underdog and, and uh, while videotaping other teams' walkers? Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh... No, I didn't. Uh, you know, we we don't we can't confirm or deny any of that information. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in that case, uh, all those games happened early in his career when the Patriots weren't very good uh, or weren't expected to win very much. But uh, ever since I think '06, they've been favored in every single game. This is also the Patriots' first road playoff game since the 2006 AFC Championship game against the Peyton Manning Colts. All right, a uh, game where they were up 21-3 at halftime and they lost. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think Peyton Manning is uh, ready to dominate and destroy anything in his path. And I don't think he's letting Jamie Collins or uh, uh, Joe Villano <laughs> <laughs> Who are these guys? Of... Yeah, I don't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> so so who, 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 are, who, are, who are you picking in this game then? I think the Broncos are going to win this game by two touchdowns. Uh, oh, once, my gosh. Come on. I think, <laughs> I think once the uh, Patriots run game stops, everybody's talking about the run game. Yeah, and you figure that uh, Julian Edelman and uh, uh, Amadola are going to get the separation they need to just keep up with uh, Tom uh, Payton Banning and his prolific air attack. Oh, uh, you're, you're just saying that as a reverse jinx. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe. You know, but um, I don't feel 100% confident. You know, I do like the Patriots. Uh, you know, if they can get Blount going, um, if they just, you know, hang up the ball, no turnovers, and then just uh, try to play a defensive game. I think that'll do well. Uh, you know, I wish that weather would be really terrible, and that time would work a lot better. But it's going to be pretty clear skies, pretty pretty nice and balmy for a uh, January game. Oh, perfect painting, dominating weather. Oh yeah, this guy this guy's too excited to play in this weather. Uh, <laughs> he's also going to be sponsored by weather.com. Farmer's <laughs> <laughs> Almanac. <laughs> Omaha, hurry! Uh, he, really, he really spooks guys <laughs> with these ones. Uh, anyways, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, let us go to the rubber match of the Niners versus Seahawks. Niners are going into the... Uh, Link? What do they call it? The 12th man? We'll just call it the 12th man. Um, Quest Field, I think. Quest Field? I think so. Okay. No, that's, they changed it. It's century like now. Uh, what do I know? Uh, these things <laughs> change too fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's going to be uh, surprise, surprise, rainy weather in Seattle this oh. weekend. Um. Any thoughts? No. 
I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I think the Seahawks, they were really dominant at home. I think the home loss to the Cardinals kind of woke them up at home. Uh, the 49ers, I mean, they, they win because they're so physical, but the Seahawks are really physical. It makes me wonder if there's anything extra they're doing. Uh, just kidding. But <laughs> I'm sure the 49ers are too. I mean, there's all these football players throughout this take stuff. I mean, this is just too crazy. But I think they're really physical, especially when they're at home. I think Marshawn Lynch is a super physical back that he can gain yards against this front seven, the corners, that front seven. I think Kaepernick can be shaky at times, even though he does make plays, but when they're down, he seems really shaky. Uh, so I do think that the Seahawks will win this game. And not a reverse jinx, but I just think that they're they're probably the better team at home. On the road, I would like yeah. the 49ers to win this game. All right, all right. Oh, yeah, you know, Seahawks are very dominant at home. Uh, you know, even earthquakes are shaking the stadium uh, during the playoffs. So, you know, to prepare for something like that, um, you know, the Niners played there twice in the past couple of years. Hopefully they're prepared for that, but it looks like it's going to be a big Seahawks win. Just like it was the past two times they uh, played at Seattle, um, you know, Niners are looking to reverse history, but it just doesn't feel like that it's their time. It looks like the Seahawks have the confidence, and they are going to play the most penalized team in the league, but yeah, for good reason. Um, they're the most physical, and you know, the referees can't call penalty on every single play, so. You know, the, player, the point is just have to be mentally strong to play through all the penalties, play through all the trash talking, and just uh, win a mash them up football game. Uh, you know, how do you see the 49ers winning this game? Uh, they have to be able to move the ball on offense. I think they got to put pressure on the Seahawks early to score, so they need to get either the lead or at least the best multiple Yeah, they're just so evenly matched teams. It's it's incredible. They're they're mirror match. They got they both got dominant physical defenses. Seahawks are better stopping the pass. Niners stopping the run, but this is physical. They both have same similar offenses, read option, young quarterbacks who can make plays with their legs. Veteran running backs you could uh you know Shed blockers take hits. They both got a veteran receiving course, you know, with good hands, but no speed. So, you know, I guess the only prediction I have is uh, how many players are going home in a stretcher. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing there's a bye week. Um, yeah, this is this is for the Super Bowl. This is a this is a big one. This Niners' third straight championship game. Yeah, and that's the game. That's the Seahawks right there. They're just on the cusp of reaching the Super Bowl. Um, any last words? No, I think I'd be. I think they'll both be good games, entertaining games. I think you know probably both of these games are better are going to be better than the Super Bowl. So, what is your dream Super Bowl matchup? Uh, you know, I've always wanted to see the Patriots play the Niners in the Super Bowl. I think uh, their colors match up really well. They're both our favorite teams, which is uh, kind of cool. 
And that's something I've always wanted to see in the Super Bowl. Um, you got the Montana versus Brady next, where, you know, Brady grew up watching the Niners idolizing Montana. Yeah, you got the, um, the history and the culture of the Niners from the uh, 80s and 90s going to be in there. And, yeah, that'd be a great one. Um, the most disappointed one I, I see the Broncos and Seahawks, which, which I probably think would happen. I think that's the biggest, that'll be, uh, the one that happened the most. That's the most likely, uh, Super Bowl matchup. But, yeah, um, you know, I think the Patriots could beat the Niners. And I don't think they could beat the Seahawks. So, yeah, that's what I would like to see. Oh, I think, I think if the Patriots played the Seahawks, they would win, and especially in New Jersey. I mean, it's going to be super cold, and they're saying it's going to snow. I don't know how you can tell the weather out this far ahead, but anyway. Uh, yeah, they said it's going to snow. I don't think the Seahawks are equipped to play in that kind of weather where the Patriots are, they're, they're practically their whole, uh, you know, two months of their football season, I like that. So what do you think? What's your dream matchup? Oh, of course, the 49ers and Peyton Manning. Mike. I don't even know who I would root for. Uh, just kidding. I'd probably root for the 49ers, but I really would like to see the Peyton Manning win a, win a Super Bowl. Another Super Bowl. Oh. oh, that would cement him as the best quarterback of all time. You know, you could never question it after that, but uh, I just want to see... <laughs> that would bring his playoff record to 500. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what he's fighting for, 500. Uh, but I would love to see him just lose a heartbreaker either this week or in the Super Bowl where he throws eight interceptions. And, uh, <laughs> you know, everybody has to question the guy with all the records, all the MVPs, and, <laughs> and just live with this, this tainted legacy of just can't win the big one. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be the perfect sports story. Yeah, well, for you, maybe, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny where how Brett Favre has all the records, and he's considered by some the greatest quarterback, but they never he never gets the can't win the big one label, even though he like, he's got as many Super Bowl wins and losses as Peyton Manning. Um, that's true. He he's lost one, one, one. He's won it. Actually, he's above five hundred in the playoffs. And he's won, I think, four or five more playoff games. So, uh, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't get it because, yeah, he's been there. Um, yeah, he's a gunslinger. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he's known for other things now. You know, people don't want to talk about Brett Favre anymore. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, uh, he's probably the number four best quarterback of all time. Oh, number four? Okay. Well, where'd you put Brady on there? Oh, you know, his, his his story isn't written yet. If he wins in the Super Bowl this year, he'll be the greatest of all time. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Four four Super Bowls and uh out of seven. And that's that's a really impressive uh he'd be tied with Elway in uh in how many Super Bowls. I th- actually I think Elway only went to six. Elway went to five, but Elway, Elway went to five. Okay, so Brady already it's got a five. You mean four out of six Super Bowls, right? Yeah, he'd be uh, four out of six. 
you know, six Super Bowls made. Um, oh, he used to have the touchdown record. <laughs> uh, yeah, he'd be considered the most clutch playoff uh, quarterback of all time. Um, yeah, yeah, too bad he didn't have all those touchdown records. But, <laughs> you yeah, know, then, then it'd be an easier argument. You know, anytime you win four Super Bowls and had, out of uh, out of six, that'd be great. And then, you know, he, he bumps off uh, Montana as the greatest. And then, uh, right now, apparently Montana, you think Montana's number one right now? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I do think Montana is number one. You know, he played in an era where, you know, there was a lot of running. People got maimed, uh, you know. He, he had some pretty severe injuries in his career, you know, broken back, that, that completely torn elbow. So, but um, during his time, his efficiency and accuracy numbers were off the charts, you know, leading the league in touchdown passes as well, and winning all the Super Bowls without ever losing. So, you know, I think Montana still holds up as the best of all time, as long as Peyton Manning does not win the Super Bowl. Again, a lot is on the line this postseason. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of legacies are on the line, yeah, which makes things great. All right. You know, um, you know that's all the football talk we have. Uh, you know, we are Laker fans, um, so I think both of us are, are genuinely rooting for the Lakers to lose every single game. Uh, what are your thoughts about this Lakers season so far? Very, very forgettable. I hope uh, everybody on Mike D'Antoni's staff gets fired, except for Kurt Rambis, uh, where he's able to bring back Bill Jackson. I don't know. Oh, I like Mark. I like Mark. I like Mark Madsen too. So basically, Dan, Mike D'Antoni and his brother Dan D'Antoni, uh, get him out of here. Hopefully, Paul Gasol. Uh, they, I hope they re-sign him to a two-year contract where they try to trade him immediately afterwards. For two years, uh, <laughs> 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 I'll never, never stop being trade members. Um, but other than that, it's mostly it's waiting for Kobe to return and watch him play and hoping that he does well. But somehow the Lakers do bad or badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, the Lakers. There's just no buzz around them. You know, nobody cares. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm rooting for them to lose every single game. I check the box scores to see if Powell has a good game because I still root for Powell. But other than that, it's just basically a uh, it's just basically a wash season. Um, and uh, yeah, I hope D'Antoni gets the can. Uh, yeah, we'll hire somebody else next year. I think uh, next year is going to be a great rebuilding year. This year, you know, I just have a lot of free time. A lot of good free time. I think I'm going to watch uh, some TV shows that I've been missing out in the past couple of years. So, uh, yeah. You know, I think we need yeah. one of these seasons every three or four years anyways. Yeah, i got to catch up with other stuff. Yeah. You know, I think uh, one of Steve Nash's daughters jumped on him and he broke seven ribs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, he's just so old. He just He's just... He's just old. He's not gonna. His body's never gonna be NBA, NBA ready ever again. Who Kobe? No, Steve Nash. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's going to retire. There's no question. He can't feel his left leg anymore. Oh, my gosh. I said he got kicked in the shin. He got kicked in the shin by Damian Lillard. Uh, he probably had a, had a metal piece of metal uh, coating on his shoe, I guess. I think he was wearing combat boots, steel-toed combat yeah. boots. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's fine. That's uh, that's fine. You know, it's good. You know, it's nice to see the Lakers play the big teams and uh, you know, these guys like LeBron and Kevin Durant try to have reverence for these guys, but really, they really want to stick it to the Lakers and just bury up. And uh, oh, just yeah. like the Clippers did, <laughs> like the Clippers did, uh-huh. they they really wanted to go for forty against these guys. Yeah, they really wanted it, even without Chris Paul. Uh, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> we really want to bury him, which which is fine. They've been, you know, they've been a big kid on top, and it's a down year for him. And then, uh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you know, hopefully we'll get Jabari Parker. So uh, I don't really trust Jim Boston drafting the right guy. Uh, you know, you might you might just draft uh, that foreign guy nobody knows about in Australia. Oh, that's an but he did draft Andrew Bynum. Yeah, that's true. He ended up being good. Um, that was the best pick. I couldn't think of anybody else who was better than Andrew Bynum. Yeah, so Jim Buss might not be that bad. He just he just kind of stinks because he doesn't do what the fans want. Yeah, uh, that's I mean, true. He, 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 just, he, just, he just won't be forgiven for uh, Phil Jackson. That's the only thing. Never forgiven. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, even if, you know, I don't think the Lakers won a championship even with Phil Jackson, but Gosh, that was just a terrible thing to do to bring back that Tony. Yeah. Uh, so I have a question. One last question. Oh, we got to go, but one last question. Would you rehire Phil Jackson next year? Oh, no. At this point, Phil Jackson's 68. Two bad hits. Uh, bad back. You know, I read he's not playing basketball. <laughs> well, he has to travel. Well, you know, he's not in good shape to travel. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, I don't know how his house is doing, but you know, depending on the team we have, and if there are a bunch of Phil Jackson guys, and there's a dominant, you know, triangle, two dominant triangle players, I think I think it would be good for Phil Jackson to come back. But it looks like next year is going to be a rebuilding year as well. You know, I, I'm not seeing Lamarcus Aldridge coming here. You don't want Rudy Gay. You know, you don't want Carmelo Anthony. So it's going to be another rebuilding year. And then, um, you know, and then, you know, year after that, you have Love and Durant coming back. Hopefully, you know, they have, uh, you know, Jabari Parker, Andrew Wiggins to build around with uh, those two other players or something like that. Just, you know, these uh, Laker pipe dreams in 2015. Oh, my dream is Kevin Love and Russell Westbrook coming over. But, uh, that's yeah, 2015-16. Uh, <laughs> Why can't they just have Phil Jackson on the road just have him on an iPad? Like, oh, like, a, <laughs> like a Skype session. <laughs> yeah. uh, you just Mark Madden yeah. turn him around. <laughs> Skype. <laughs> yeah, it'd be funny. Uh, just Skype Phil Jackson. Uh, yeah. Why not? They did think about Jackson would do the road games and Phil Jackson would do the home games. But there it is. I got this. Just no. <laughs> You could, you could hire one of the Joey Bust to carry him around or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, Maybe I don't know. Nash. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I like the fact that Steve Nash is part of the Laker organization. You know, uh, you know, because he's a nice guy, great guy, but uh, you know, it just didn't work out. Yeah, you know, once he left Miami and uh, their HGH machine down there, his body, his body just grew ultimately weak. I mean Phoenix, but yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's our show. Uh, catch the uh, NFL playoffs, and we'll see you later. Okay.